Hey yo, what's up? It's your boy Stevie Williams, DGK, and I'm getting technical with my man Barnes and she on Ballers Life. And here we are again with another episode of Let's Get Technical with your boy She Wallace, my brethren Fonzie Wells, and yo, we have a special guest to me. This is a special guest to me today. This this is representing that two one fifth all day. And you know what? If y'all don't know this gentleman beforehand, you will know him after this interview. All right, this gentleman is an international professional skateboarder. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Philly's own Stevie Williams. Yes, sir. What's popping, yo? Stevie, Stevie, what's good, man? It's a pleasure to have you on the show with us today, good brother. It's yeah. a pleasure too, y'all. Look, looked up to both of y'all. I watched both of y'all career. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate yeah, that, man. Welcome to the show. Appreciate Welcome that. to the show. Hey, Steve, Steve, before before we get started, I'm going to let you know, man, I'm going to learn a lot on, on this episode today. I'm looking forward to diving in. And I tried skateboarding when I was about nine or 10, took a nasty fall, <laughs> retired all in the same week. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, this conversation, man. You know, you know, Rashid's been talking about this for a long time, man. And he's made me study up on you, man. So, man, hats off to you for everything you're doing. Salute, man. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing, man. Everything you're doing. Back at y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So, Stevie, why don't you, why don't you give our audience a, a little about yourself, man? A little bit about your history. I'm a uh, pro skater from Philly. I grew up in North Philly, Strawberry Mansion. And then... um. You know, my mom moved me out to West Philly where it was a little bit different. I used to ride bikes and uh, go to the park and I used to flip mm -hmm. and all that type of shit, you know what I mean? But I had uh, ran into my cousin and he used to skateboard and we all used to tease him. But he used to like <laughs> always say like, oh, I could teach you how to do this. And and one day I just was like, fuck it, let me learn. And, mm -hmm. and I learned how to ollie that day and I was just hooked. like. It was just, that's all I wanted to do. I used to play ball. I used to run track. I stopped all of that just to just to learn more tricks. And it just took me around the world as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Man, man that's, that's that's such an awesome thing, man. You know, and because and to let everybody know, as far as, you know, in, in the black neighborhoods in Philly, um, you have more of the youth playing football, basketball, baseball, you know, more athletics. It's, it's very rare that, that we have a professional skateboarder come out of North Philly at that. And man, I was like, when when I seen you do your tricks in the beginning, I started following you like about, I say, 03. Damn, that's crazy. 03, 04. And, and where, where, and, and it's crazy because uh, I was telling Bonzi beforehand, right? I was like, yo, you know, I was at, at the crib one day flipping channels and boom, passed by ESPN and I saw a, a black skateboarder. So I was like, oh, I stopped. I was like, all right, because that for number one, that's unusual. Right? <laughs> and then, boom, you was uh, doing doing all that <laughs> trick shit. And, Especially yeah. back in the three, niggas was like, what the fuck is this, right? Yeah. Yes. I was like, yo, what? I said, and he didn't fall, no crash. I was like, damn, this brother is good. I was like, so I, I kept it there. And then, they, oh, Stevie Williams, da 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 da. Does this trick, that trick, the 450 flip board and all that other shit? Yeah. I was like, yo, I said, yeah, I got to fuck with him. And then to find out about 
everything else that you had going on as far as your clothing line, man. Can you can you talk a little bit about what what does DGK mean? Man, DGK it, it, it stands for Dirty Ghetto Kids. Mm. And when we was uh, skating downtown, she you know Love Park, yeah, downtown on Fifteenth and uh, JFK. It was a it was a bunch of kids from from around the city that would come there and skate. So you had your kids that would come from New Jersey and the suburbs because you know skateboarding the suburbs sports. So it's going to be Fact. majority like suburban kids. You know what I mean? So the suburban kids battling the hood kids when the photographers and stuff used to come to take pictures. You know to get some type of recognition or whatever. The suburb mm -hmm. kids would be like, "Oh no, don't film them. Don't take pictures of them. They just dirty ghetto kids." So mm -hmm. we actually took that like, oh, all right, well, that's what we, that's, that is us. We are dirty ghetto kids. We DGK. And, you know, all of us, we was in the skating, graffiti, rapping, breakdancing, DJing. So it was even, it was something, it was something to throw up on the wall when we was, after we skate, we, you know, being the trains and, you know, tagging and all that type of shit. Mm -hmm. And we would actually throw up DGK that that was our, that was our, our click. But me knowing that I always wanted to be a pro skater one day. It would just be dope to just have DGK on one of my boards if I ever turned pro. So that was just like a dream of mine. And then, you know, when I eventually turned pro at um, 19, um, I was hot. I was hot, hot, like hot. And I learned about sales. And I had an opportunity to start my own company at 21. Damn near 21, 22. And my partner was like, well, if we do this, this, this brand, what you want to call it? I'm like, fuck it, I'm calling that shit DGK. And he's like, oh, what does DGK mean? I'm like, yo, dirty ghetto kids. He was like, ah, well, <laughs> you sure you wanna? And I'm like, yo, this is what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. he's like, oh, we don't know if it's gonna really sell. I'm like, bruh, this is, it's either I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna go back to just, I was already hot. So it was a good decision that me and my partner both made because at that time, everybody shitted on me. Like, it's not gonna work. That's a, cor a corny name. The name is too bad. And it was just like, I don't really give a fuck, though. It was just something that I yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. And that was, almost, that was almost 20 years ago. You know what I mean? So DGK is not just, it's not just an African-American-owned skate brand, but it's actually on some business shit. It's top five brand in the whole skateboard industry, period. So that's, that's what's up, my brother. Congratulations. Because I'm black, I got a company. It's DGK is a it's a it's a real thing. It's a the top five, one of the top five, definitely top ten, but top five skateboard company only because it reflects our genre and there's no other brand that reflects mm -hmm. genre in this industry. So we alive and it that's what it is, yo. DGK, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. So, so so going back when you said you gave up all the sports. And, and you jumped into skateboarding. How did your community embrace you? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, skateboarding is a new sport. You know, a lot of people don't really, you know, adapt to it and don't understand it. Like you said, you was tagging. Did you get the initial support of it, or was it like after you made it that people start jumping on the bandwagon, other than your core group? Yeah, you know how that is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the hardest thing, the hardest thing was to accept, which was kind of fun that, people calling you names and calling you calling me white you know what i mean yeah but at the same time i could rumble too so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really much about like me it was all about you know when you kids you got you cruel you got names jokes wasn't that really 
too crazy. Like feelings, they may hurt, name calling, all that stuff. But eventually, like you'll get over it. So, one thing I did have that I wasn't scared to rumble nobody. And coming from Philly, you know, she it's a, it's just one of those cities that's just going to test you whether you're on a train, whether you got a skateboard or not. I mean, we come from got them hands stealing bikes, niggas stealing bikes. You know, they see you, they try to steal your skateboard on GP. Niggas want to give you a rumble slap box. They don't even know you. It's just something that you, it's just the environment that we come from. So I, I have that. And me and all my homies, like when we go home, yeah, y'all got jokes, but it ain't like we ain't going to say nothing back. You feel me? So it's just, it's just authentic to the, to, to the city of where we from. And um, everybody got jokes. It is what it is. But 20 years later, like a nigga like me laughing, though, like big time. You feel me? So it is what it is. You know, you know, it's hard in Philly, man. I know to throw batteries at, you know, St. Nick. <laughs> man, we play, we boo Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's 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 the pride that we have, and I think that you know what I'm saying with DGK, people in my city, whether they supported me growing up as a skater or not, like I get full mm -hmm. support from the city of Philadelphia as somebody that made it from Philly that still represent Philly and 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 know how hard it is. So I get the support from everybody. I, I love where I'm from. And and for a lot of people that don't know, Love Love Park is a downtown area. Um, it's it's the Philadelphia clothespin. I'm pretty sure you might have saw Bonds and and the the Philly sign that's that's Love that say Love. You know that's that's where that's where that's at down in downtown Philly. And man, it's I can remember going down. <laughs> it's where the homeless people used to be at, bro. Yeah, for yeah. sure, right there where the old Liberty Bell was at. Yes, yeah, and you know I remember seeing skateboarders and stuff, but. I never, you know, I never really got into it like that. You know, I tried. I went to middle school out in the Northeast. I went to Woodrow Wilson Middle School. So oh, dope. Yeah, I, yeah. I seen the skateboard. I, that's when I first learned about Guns and Roses, Slayer, and just some of the tricks that these kids was doing on these skateboards. I was like, whoa. I was like, I never seen nobody in the hood do that. And, yeah, I want to try it. So, like, Bonzi, yo, that first fall, first and last. Everybody, everybody got to take that first fall, though, you know? Oof. And I was scared to get over it, good brother. Yeah, yeah for real. I, mean, I, I, I listen. I fall every time. I still fall every day, like every day. Now, and that's what I was about to ask you. Throughout yeah. your career, how many broken bones have you had? Man, I ain't even front you. I'm blessed. None. What? Let me knock on wood. That's what I was me too. Wood to knock yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, knock on wood for that. Her head right here. Oh, that's <laughs> all you need. <laughs> <laughs> the wood head. <laughs> Yeah, for but sure. Yeah, no, I know. I, know. I, I, I do technical type of skating more like, because when skating is like you, you, you think about what you're trying to do because you got to learn the tricks and then you, and then you put them together and then they you film it, so mm -hmm. you could know what you want to do in this in this synchronized type of lines that we call that four or five tricks in, in one clip is a line. So yeah. you think like I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this. I want to do that, and then after that, I'm gonna do this, and you try that all day. And the filmers film me all day, and depending on the level of tricks that you want to do in this line, it it it, it goes into like your stash of tricks that people see that you can mm -hmm. do. And one of the things that I was blessed with is that I could skate both ways. I could skate right footed and left footed. Every trick that I can do with my left foot, I could do with my right foot. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of people they get caught up with just one one stance. And then um, when I realized that, I was like, oh, I'm going to learn every trick with my left foot, too. 
and then I just start putting them together. So sometimes people don't know which way I skate if you don't know. If you never follow me as a skater, you may think I right. skate your way, but then come to find out I skate another way, but I skate both ways. It's weird, but it's a, it's a mental thing, like manifestation. You think about the stuff, mm -hmm. you do it, you film it, you log it, and then you put it together, kind of like hip-hop. You put all your tricks together in one video part. that would be like three or four minutes behind some dope music. And then that go around the world, and all of the skaters around the world can acknowledge the tricks that you do and, and value you as, as a pro or just value you as your tricks with your trick selection. It's just Damn, being able to do it with both feet. Yeah, I know your trick repertoire is fucking bananas. Yeah, like it, it, it's, it's, it's dangerous, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what, what's that trick out there, bro, that, that, that this scares you to death that can't nobody do? Is there a trick out there that you just can't, you can't land? No. You got them all? No, see, it ain't, it ain't really about if you can land them or not. It's like, do you, you got to take the time to learn it. Okay. Every trick you do, you got to earn it. Ain't no wow. tricks, ain't no tricks just given to you like that. You know what I'm saying? So every trick you see somebody do, they had to learn that from scratch. Days, you know, what I'm sometimes people don't even grasp the concept of the actual trick because it's geometry, it's timing, hmm. it's your stance, it's your physical ability. And there, you know, okay, well, I physically can't do this trick because it's taking too long, or it's just, <clears throat> it's just so frustrating that it's, it's, it's a waste of my time. I'm gonna learn another trick. There's so many tricks to learn that you don't just have to learn one trick. But as a pro, you're valued on your trick selection, the, the trick selection mm -hmm. that you learned. So I've learned every trick. You dig what I'm saying? And then I start making tricks up. And that's yeah. where people start acknowledging, like, okay, so I, I got like two or three tricks that I named that people go out there and do, and they get valued off of learning that trick that I created. Things like that. What tricks are those? Um, I got the Haymaker. Um, I got the Sabu flip, and then I just got another, uh, just technical ones that mean like no slide nollie flips and things like that. But that should sound hard. The Sabu flip is something. Yeah. That's, my, that's my nickname from Philly, and then the haymaker is like you know a haymaker from Philly when mm -hmm. boxing, and yeah. people actually you know, they be trying to do my tricks in front of me, little kids, like adults. <laughs> they'll, like, they'll try it in front of me and like look up and see if I like. If I see them doing it, and if they land it, I'll be like, yeah, that's what's up. And they'll be like, oh, Stevie, you know what I mean? Or people will be like, oh, I'm about to do Stevie's trick. So it kind of keeps my name relevant and timeless because mm -hmm. tricks are what people really makes their, make themselves feel good about achieving. If you learn a trick that you thought was super hard and you actually landed it and rolled away from it, you walked away feeling great about yourself, like empowerment. And those things that carry you around the world and people people respect you on that self-empowerment and manifestation fact and let me ask you this as well what's your best run you you've you've competed in a lot of domestic and international um skateboarding competitions what you say which one was your best run where you like yo i know i killed that shit. they, they got to give me all tens across the board for that. <laughs> none of them <laughs> <laughs> Nigga ain't never got no 10. What? <laughs> hey, what's funny is though, like, because I don't do contests. We ain't really contest based. It's more like street style and things like that, right? So mm -hmm. me and my man, my best friend, Josh Kalis, we do streets, 
competition, not street competition, but we street skaters. So to put okay. us in like a competition, it's like, nigga, you know we losing, but, <laughs> but but the money that they give us to enter, like it's free money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta do it. So, so, so the last, the last contest was like the Maloof Cup, you know what I mean? It was at Huntington Beach. It was dope. I had it with the family, friends. And they like, oh, you about to do the contest? I'm like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to do all that, you know? But really, me and my man had a bet. I bet him that I was going to beat him in the contest. So we okay. had our own little contest inside the contest. And I don't really know who won, but just me and him gave it our all out there. And we made the best of it. And that's really what it's about. If the fans see you out there competing, just having fun. And it's not really about so much winning. It's just as long as you out there having fun doing your thing and you looking good doing it, you do that one trick that people can see in person, then mm -hmm. that's just that's it's worth the money right there. And and that's how we get busy. We take our tricks to our little places and the kids see us do our do our thing and they appreciate it and they buy our product. And that's how my brand was able to survive for, for twenty years, just being out here doing skating. You know what I mean? Man, that's what's up. So, so let's talk real quick, man, because you've made so much impact. Let's talk about your impact on the culture. Man. I mean, you, you, you've generated a whole culture of skaters. Let's talk about how you feel about, you know, doing that and your obligation to keep it going. I mean, I got my own kids now, so I, I look at it like, I, really, I'll be bored. I ain't even going to front you. I don't have nothing to do with the trip. I got a dog, and I'll be cleaning, and, and, and I go out and skate. And then when I do go skate with the little youngins, before I was skating, people would be like, "Oh, uh, like I'm better than him." But now, when I skate with people, they just happy to just skate around me, and it pushed yeah. me to learn more stuff. So, but in my head, I'm out there competing with the little dudes, like I'm better than y'all. But it's really no smoke though; they killing it, and I'm just having fun making money. <laughs> and you, you definitely, you definitely inspired a whole yeah. untapped market of skateboarding. You know, being from the hood with a, with a lot yeah. of hood kids and stuff. Like, do you yeah. have any, um, you got any skate parks in Philly or like, what what is, uh, you doing any charity work? You know, you yeah, got, yeah, a, you got a foundation so, out there, what you got rocking? Yeah, I got this thing that we got called Save by Skateboarding. And we go and target inner city kids, underprivileged kids in the neighborhoods, in the hood hoods, and, and give them skateboards, do a cookout, inspire them, skate with them, bring a team. We did. My old neighborhood, I'm from uh, 31st and Burks over there, 30th and Diamond. Mm -hmm. So we, we did something over there. Um, we did something at Old Block in Chicago. We did something in uh, Southwest in DC. We did something in Opalaka. We did something in Brazil up in the hood. Nice. Um, Nickerson Gardens out here on some West Coast gangster shit. <laughs> yeah, I, mean? I heard we, that. We go, we go right in the hood, hit up the, the big homie and um, get the pass to go in the hood to give our kids, skate with them, play ball with them, show them what's up, let them know like you can be a nigga like me and still be black and skate and be from mm -hmm. the hood. You know what I'm saying? You could just change your situation. You don't gotta leave the hood, but you can better your circumstances by doing something different. And um, even if you don't wanna leave the hood, just move into a better better apartment, a better house. You know what I mean? Like, just better in yourself. Yeah, better in yourself. You know, that, and that's what we promote, self-improvement, self-empowerment, positivity, spirituality, you know, giving back and, and having fun giving back, making giving back cool. Like, that's the thing to do. So we go right into the like, damn most dangerous hoods 
and, 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 and get back, yo. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We know that other people that try to bite the style or they may want to like copy what DGK is doing is one thing that I know that you ain't from where I'm from. So you ain't going to be able to go into the hood, especially if you ain't got like a big homie to call. You can't just pop up giving out skateboards and shit. They're going to rob you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we Yo, what you doing? We know we go directly into the into the into the spot. We did something at, at Nipsey Hustle spot, um, I think right before COVID. And um it was dope, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of keeping keeping the positivity going, the message and giving kids a new opportunity and option to make it out of the circumstances that they in. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. De definitely, you know, my, my thing was basketball, of course, but yeah, yeah, good brother. You Man, this like I said, too, yeah, it's special to me, man. Yeah, man, that's, that's, that mean a lot though, too, she. Because off the off the board, you know, we still had to dress and do our thing. So right, I always had the uptown sheets. Yo, I still have <laughs> like everybody can pair sheets at the crib. You know what I mean? So it's it's an honor to just rock with both of y'all too. Because I followed y'all career watching basketball, and I'm a big fan. You know what I'm saying? I just I just do my thing. Yeah, so, so I can get paid and get get my circumstances and my family out the hood and see my kids, not have to deal with the same uh, issues I did when yeah, I was first generation out the hood. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I be I tell my son that all the time. Like all of the rap songs we listen to, I'll be like, yeah, they talking about you. Yeah, I did that already. <laughs> I, I, I about the hood. I had a little boy. He go to the suburb school, nigga. That's you. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So just in case you you know or you don't know, but a lot of hard work go into like earning learning these tricks and those tricks was able to change my life, yo. Skateboard tricks. You know what right. I mean? Straight up. Just like basketball for y'all. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, it, it, it definitely changed our life. It yeah. definitely changed our life. But but you spoke on it a minute ago about, you know, Rashid. Let's I know Rashid is the you know, I don't want to give him the big head because it's my that's my big homie too. But let's talk about Rashid, the impact he had on, you know, guys, younger guys in Philly growing up. Because you know, some people call him a cult hero. Where are you from, man? So let's just talk about Rashid. Yeah, a lot of people call me an asshole. I, I was about yeah, to say that too. Though. That's too though. I mean, she that nigga though. Fuck all the dumb shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, if you ain't supporting Rashid Wallace, then nigga, he's a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, you the man. She you already know. Like Philly, that's the like, you a major icon that that never switched up. Cause you know when you get that big, you know we gotta go commercial. We gotta we gotta play it safe. At, at some point, yeah. At at, at that point where you wanna not go back to the hood you got to make that choice but it's, it's it's to stay authentic and people where we from they feel it and, and you get that you know what i'm saying like that's what i wanted you know what i'm saying i had to leave philly to get it but i always go back home to let people know that i came from the same place yo and it's crazy some some people don't even think i'm from philadelphia they think i'm from la really? I'm, damn yeah because you're a skateboarder Skateboarder, I'll be about I'll be at the beach. I just switched my whole thing up just because, you know, I wanted to show some elevation in my life too. And yeah. um progression that you can come from, you know, I come from Patton Street. So if anybody know about 30th and Diamond, like that's where I'm from. Me and Meek Mill from the same neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? We got mm -hmm. the same homies, same OGs, and we made it out. You know what I'm saying? So I made it out on the skateboard and it's dope to get acknowledged by uh by y'all. Yeah, yeah, shout out to me too. Appreciate that. Yeah. Shout out to Meek Mill, Beanie Siegel. He helped me out a lot too. You know what I'm saying? Or um, rest in peace to um, 
Rasul Butler. Rasul Butler. I'm trying like, why the name did not come to my fucking yeah, head? Yeah, my boy Bob, man. Bob, boy Bob, man. Love Bob, man. Straight up, yo, that was my dog, man. So, you know, we put on for the city, man, as much as we can by keeping it real and professional and, and um, giving back. Yeah. So, so, so have you been surprised that of the number of black kids that's, that's probably not being skaters? Because it seemed like it will be something that we should get into because it seems like you have a certain level, level of athleticism. And I mean, the way you be showing out out there, it seems like a lot of kids <laughs> try to do it. Yeah, that shit hard though. I ain't even on front. Come on, man. Just because you, just because you black and athletic, that don't mean that you gonna, you gonna have it. Some, some people better off, you know, playing basketball. Some mm. people better off skateboarding. <laughs> some people better off shit, jumping rope. I don't know. Right. But, when you come and try to do these tricks, the, the the thing that really scared people away is falling. Like nobody likes to fall, you know what I'm saying? On the ground, the concrete, ain't no helmets, ain't no pads, ain't nobody really coming to pick you up. You know how y'all fall on the ground and you got the, your teammate coming to pick you up? Yeah. Like, ain't none of that, yo. It's people watching you, seeing if you're going to get up. And if you do yeah. get up, they'll give you a round of applause for getting up. But if you, you got to go back to try that trick again. But if you go and sit down because you was hurt, then people will get over you. It's real tough. It's a tough thing. So mm -hmm. people got to get past that. And I don't think really people want to be that athletic where you like falling and hitting your arms and legs and head on the ground just to learn something. Especially mm -hmm. if you ain't got no insurance. That was the one thing too. <laughs> you ain't got no health insurance. That's key. Mom, boy, if you ask your goddamn skateboard, I'm a kid. <laughs> you feel me? So, Obamacare now, though, so we <laughs> that ain't gonna help you with that ACL. <laughs> you need physical training. You y'all know what it take when you get hurt. You know what I'm yes, saying? Sir. We yes, get sir. the pack and we get time off, but ain't no physical therapy, ain't no trainer massages. So that's why when I watch basketball, I'm like, damn, these niggas got it made. This nigga run back to the bench. It's like three niggas come over to massage his leg and his back. <laughs> <laughs> He threw him a whole towel, had his water right there for him. Got his water. I get finished skating. I'm looking around. Niggas is like, what the fuck you looking at, nigga? You <laughs> like, don't towel right there. Niggas like, yo, nigga, that's my towel. No, nah, you can't hold that. So it's, it's a do-it-yourself, all-on-your-own sport. And if you succeed at it, people give you your props. That's why, that's why it's so hard to ride a skateboard, because you really got to get through falling. And with yes. nobody, nobody helping you up unless you really get hurt and you can't walk, the niggas will run over and help you up and then sit right. you down. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't like it ain't like no no team or anybody. So, you know, people just got to fight through it. Yeah. Word. I got one from left field. Give Word. me a top five Sixers of all time <laughs> that you that you fuck with. Your top five. I want to hear this one. Top five Sixers? Sixers. Yep. Cause we both from the crew, you know. I'm I'm a Sixers fan, even though I'm brown bagging it this season. But <laughs> I only got two. I don't got five. I only got two. You only got two, two? out of all the two. Two. Who you got? I got Allen Iverson from the Rip. You already know. Mm -hmm. And I'm Aaron McKee. My Aaron man McKee. Blue. Okay. Aaron, Aaron McKee. Aaron McKee. Oh, no, three. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Aaron McKee, Allen Iverson, and Lou Williams. Yeah. So so Dr. J, them don't count? 
Not to me. I wasn't around. I ain't see them play. Yeah, I, don't, I just seen the highlights. I, I wasn't there, though. I remember them playing. Yeah, my, dad, Barkley? my dad might remember all of that. But <laughs> Bar Bar Barkley? Nah. You remember Barkley now. I remember Barkley, but he wasn't AI, though. But I do, mm. I do, I, I could put Barkley in there though, cause he, cause he did do a lot for Philly though. He did do a lot, but I wasn't really watching basketball at that time. That was like, it was just a house, and people was like, "Oh, Barkley, this Barkley." Like I got into basketball when AI was killing it. When, when he was a freshman, I mean, when he was a rookie, I seen mm. him at the um on on that, on the main line at the hotel. They did like a party for him. <laughs> we all went there, and my man was like, "Yeah, that's AI right there. He about to be the new shit in Philly." I'm looking at the nigga like. This nigga down there, my height. What the fuck he gonna do? <laughs> yo, when the season started, yo, that shit was yo. AI had the city popping, yo. I ain't gonna hold you. AI mm -hmm. had everybody feeling like you could club Fridays. Pop. Yeah, for club Fridays, yo. It, I, yeah, I didn't even know I could be a star until I seen Allen Iverson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like this little dude out here killing people. He was killing them, and then when he crossed over Jordan. The whole city over. went crazy, and then everybody Fact. just started watching basketball again. Nobody was really watching basketball. You haven't seen, remember? They was watching okay. she because she was doing this thing, but when it came to the Sixers, the Sixers was trash until that. Yeah, we, ain't, we ain't had nobody. With nobody, like, nobody. But then. It's crazy you I, mentioned I Blue. I went to high school with him. With who? Aaron McKee. Yeah, that when I found out he was from Philly, Aaron McKee became one of my favorite players, him, Eric Snow. Tyrone Hill, um, mm -hmm. that was that championship team. Was the Kimbe on that team? Yeah, yeah, it was dope. Mm -hmm. It was dope. Yeah, it was dope. That's when Sixers played LA in the chip. Yeah, we won that first game. It was dope. Yeah, the whole city went crazy. Like we won the championship. <laughs> it was crazy. Yo. It was. It was. It was. If you can make Philly stand up for you, like that means a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because he, I don't know, represented philadelphia and he wasn't even from philly was and he made he made athletes like me because i'm gonna tell you a funny story about y'all that i know yeah he he pulled up to the to the rockefeller concert or something like that and with him and his homies and they wouldn't let ai in it was jay-z beanie Siegel, all them niggas they wouldn't let him in or whatever so ai pulled back up with like three or four of his bentley's it just blasted music in the parking lot and took over the whole show. <laughs> like, like he forced everybody in. Like, nigga, I'm way cooler than y'all niggas. Like, y'all, y'all rap niggas, but this basketball money, this Bentley money, and AI was killing them in the city. Chains, Bentleys, bitches, yeah. everything. <laughs> it was like, yo, you could be an athlete and still be better than the rap niggas, yo. And that's when I was like, yo, I got it. I got the formula. Like, mm -hmm. I, I could be whoever I want to be. Because Allen Iverson showed me that you could be an athlete and still be cooler than the rap niggas. And all the rap niggas want to be like you because you got everything that they rap about. And that's when yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I just got to skate hard, do my thing, and make as much money as possible. And that's what I did. I just I took the formula from, from the basketball athletes and, and the sportsman-like conduct instead of trying to be like a rapper, <laughs> compete with niggas. I'm like, oh, I'm going to bust niggas' ass on the skateboard and make as much money, and I'm going to stunt like crazy like a rap nigga and <laughs> that's what blew dgk up you know what i'm saying so yes it's 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 all from the sixers it's all from philly 
that's why I give it like my era. Like no disrespect to Dr. J because I know he did a lot for film. Right. But me growing up and what I've seen with my own eyes and the placebo effect of what what caused me to inspire other people because I wound up signing a Reebok and people was calling me the Allen Iverson the skateboarder. Oh, and that meant, okay. that meant a lot to me. And I didn't even know the nigga AI. It was yeah. just like that that much of a comparison that I knew that I was on track to inspire my my genre of, of black kids mm -hmm. that didn't know that you could actually be a superstar skateboarder just like a rapper or just like an AI. So I kind of gave them niggas hope and it just kind of trickles down. But I got all of that from like AI and Jay-Z and being from Philly, you know what I'm saying? Beanie Siegel and just keeping it a hundred with what I do and not try to do nothing else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be, yeah. be the best at what I do. Straight up. And the that you are, brother. You definitely are. And, and since we're talking about this hoop stuff and, and, and you old school like us, I can tell that how do you feel about these new NBA super teams and shooting all these three point shots and just the new NBA in general? How are you? How, what's you as a fan feeling about it? Yeah, there's too many threes, yo. <laughs> Every nigga named mom think they can shoot a three. A nigga grabbed the ball off the motherfucking sideline and tried to shoot a three. It's like, I don't know. It ain't my sport. My son played ball, so I kind of argue with him about it. But it's the new thing. You can't really, you can't really knock it. I mean, I don't know. I think. Yeah. They should calm it down a little bit with the threes, but you know when you got like uh, Dwight Howard shooting threes and it's in the play, <laughs> like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? But if it go in, it's like damn. I don't know. See, when I start talking about basketball, my son be trying to play me, so I don't really have no <laughs> thorough opinion because you know I just be playing rough house. But I yeah. you know, when I see niggas shooting too many threes. It kind of make me wonder, like, why why are they letting that happen, or is this a new game? So maybe y'all could give me some insight on that, so I could run back to my son and tell him what nigga I heard learn from some pros. I, I have to agree with you. The, the three point right. is too much because you know mm -hmm. back in my day it was like you took the, as a team you might take like 12, 12, 13, no more than fourteen three pointers a game, and if game. one of the guys on that team took. Like five or six, seven, we are looking at him like, yo, you shooting that shit too much, dog. Yeah. You might want to get, get you a layup, man. Yeah, you know what I'm, saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way with Sheed, man. I mean, I think it takes your aggressiveness away. I mean, everybody get comfortable in shooting jump shots, and they forget to shoot layups, and even the mid-range games, they forget that other part. It's just, I just want to yeah. do some type of cool move that makes somebody say, ah, and shoot a long three-pointer. And I, I obviously they get it from Steph Curry, but they don't understand Steph Curry's road and how long he's been shooting these three-pointers. And, you know, you have guys like Blake Griffin who forgot how to jump to shoot three-pointers. How crazy is that? I mean, he literally forgot how to jump. And he no, was the no guy in the league just to shoot threes. So it's, it's a lot of power in the basketball pro, But that nigga Blake Griffin threes look like trash. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, but it's no that, style to it. You know what I'm saying? You got to have style. Like the rhythm is off. Anybody mm -hmm. can just shoot. A three. I can't dunk, but I can shoot a three. So I guess it give people hope. And it's like <laughs> the, the, the crowd want to see something go in. The crowd want to see a dunk. It's all entertainment. Yeah. But the way that the ref calls call the fouls these days, you can't even really like blow on a nigga and without getting a tech. You can't even say nothing to somebody without getting a tech. Yeah. So it's it got real commercial. It got real, real safe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I but I think with the um, the rules committee, I, I saw something. They're going to address a few of those uh, different fouls they've been calling. You know how the guys always be coming off a screen and they jump in the guys or the unnatural motion. 
I think yeah. if they take that out of the game, it could be cool because these guys manipulate the rules to the to the point where it's just not even cool. You know, just watching them guys hoop, yeah. anybody touch them, they emphasize it. Like when yeah. I was growing flopping up, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. When I was That's growing I was up, thinking, like, where, do y'all learn? Do they be learning flopping in practice? But the, it's it's the rule thing that manipulate. Yeah. You know us, like we hooped. We, you know, you was no you was bred. We not giving an inch. If you bump me, I'm not, I'm not going an inch. You going yeah, the other way. Yeah. I'm not going. These guys, yeah. like, oh, they emphasize it, and yeah. you know, if, even guys like Bron. And I love Bron, but you know, Bron. Yeah. When Bron start flopping, that's when I knew the game. Got <laughs> when, when, when big yeah, Bron and Bron's a goon, but you know, yeah. Yeah, we all seen Bron. Bron's a goon. It take, yeah. When Bron start getting flopping, I say, oh no, nah, he. They yeah. really play with these rules now. They really. Well, I think I think it's I think it's the refs and how like. You know they can control the game where the people are like, oh, they're being too rough, or you know, it's what the other people are saying that changed the game because they don't want it to look tough and rough like how how it was growing up, having to play aggressive. They wanted to look safe and fun for the advertisers to make more money. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't want they don't want people in there fighting. They they damn sure don't want a bunch of niggas in there fighting. Oh, fucking up the money, looking yeah, like they're about yeah. to fight. You know, what talking about like so that, like that malice in the Palestine Rashid was involved in. Yeah, they definitely don't want that again. You know, what you're saying? talking yeah, about that malice not. in the palace that thug, that thug right there was involved in. Damn, a few motherfuckers was in so, there, but Stevie, but, but but you know, it's 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 corporate. It's corporate. Yeah. It's a yeah, corporate it's all, structure. It's all got something to do with that money. Game. If you don't know how to play professional, then this ain't this sport ain't for you. You know, you go try another sport. The game will go on. You know what I'm saying? Without yeah. niggas. So, how you going to do? You going to adapt? Because I want my son playing, and he plays aggressive, but he plays by the rules. Yeah. Right. So, the younger kids are looking at it. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot threes. I'm going to do this. But I'm telling my son, like, he's scared. Like, when I took him to Venice yesterday, the dudes pulled me to the side. Like, yo, tell him to be more of a dog. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not telling him that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he know the game more than me. I'm not gonna have him go in there a bunch of grown men getting hurt because he got to prove to be strong to a bunch of niggas that didn't even make it to the league. Yeah. So if my son want to step back and do threes, or he want to play it safe. I'm on my son team. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> all day. I talk to the coach, and if the coach tell me to say, "Yo, have Paris go a little bit harder, work with Paris on this," or if I can tell the coach, "Well, why can't my son be a little bit more aggressive?" They'll explain to me. And then I'll be like, okay, cool. And then I can support my son on that. And I guess that's the new rules. Yeah. Right? That's I mean, that's 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 how it is now. You know, it's gonna be like that for a four minute. It's that it's that small ball. Hey, if you wanna like make two hundred million a year, <laughs> you gotta play by the rules, yo. Yeah. Fact. And <laughs> I don't think nobody wanna, you know, say, Well, that ain't fair. It's like, well, yo, you make it two hundred and fifty million dollars a year. I mean two hundred fifty dollars, two hundred and fifty million dollars in four years. Yeah. Like what, who who else is making that type of money in any damn near sport with you know coming from 19 up to like you know 32 you can get like you you know Chris Paul he up there fighting for a hundred million dollar contract right now no he's 36 doubt. years old yeah he gonna get it he gonna make, make me want to make me want to come out of retirement you got <laughs> so let me ask you a question so the, so what y'all think about the big three Wait, is it is is it over? Is it still popping? Well, you know, the big three. I you know, I was a part of the big three when we first started it, and the big yeah, three is cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we started uh, four years ago, and Cube them, Cube them do some good stuff over there. It's just 
you know, throughout the years, I think it's kind of got watered down a little bit with the rules and then some of the star power start getting out of there. And, and, and in my opinion, yeah, COVID, COVID, COVID really, really hurt us. You know, that, that yeah, really yeah. hurt us, but you know, they, they got some, they got some great minds over there to kind of collab and cube does a good job of kind of bringing in different, different fresh minds to kind of try to help him um, generate money and generate excitement. So they, they're doing it. I think they're doing something. We're doing something different this year in terms of having like three or four weeks in Vegas and three, three weeks in New Orleans and just yeah, kind of keep it there good. to kind of keep, cause you know, it costs a lot to put onto the big three, man. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big, 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 um, it's a big show, man. I mean, cube does it big, man. Show, yeah. It costs a lot of money to do that stuff. So I think yeah. this year, hopefully if we get through it, we can see some profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was a big fan of the big three, too. It was dope watching the players that I grew up watching still play. And it kind of reminded me of me and my homies that <laughs> I'm 41. I'm about to be 42 years old. I'm still out here skating damn near every day, every other day. But yeah. a lot of my friends, they ain't. They not really as active as I am. So it was dope to see that um, a secondary market for, for people that actually created the culture. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how if it was coming back or not, but. Yeah, I was watching Big Three more than I was watching the NBA because of because of really? y'all. Oh yeah. man, that's that's what's up, man. We yeah. appreciate the support. Watching it should it, it starts next month. I think the second week of July is when they start. They, you know, they just had to draft uh, two days ago. I'm retired. I'm done. I can't. I can't do <laughs> more. Be in Vegas. Yeah, it's gonna be in Vegas. I can't do number golf. That's all I do. So now, oh, if you yeah, want to, want to go do what, that so now? What y'all up to these days, though? She, what you do these days? She, man, you know, I'm a, a high school coach down in Durham. I live in Carolina, and uh, oh, I'm a high school coach down in Durham. So the the same thing we was just talking about as far as the youngins yeah. with with the three pointer hooping. Yeah. Well, we trying to teach them now in the right way of basketball. Like, all right, it's cool to take a couple threes, but to come down and, and a rapid jack like that, nah, yeah. that's that's not basketball. That's what, that's what I was killing niggas yesterday on the court. Like, I was just pulling up, just mid-range and just knocking them down. And, hey, um, and the mid-range no three going for me, I'm like, oh, shit, that used to be something. <laughs> that's a lucky yeah. shot. So, for real. like, yeah. I want to yeah. teach my son, like, real basketball etiquette mixed with professionalism so he can really maximize his talent with as much money as he can make in the future as an entrepreneur too and that's one thing that i try to push on a lot of kids mm -hmm. um that they want to do something they have the the, uh, the tenacity to do it yeah. that i kind of switch them right over to entrepreneurship right yeah. at that time too so they can make choices of like what they want to do for their future and have a vision for it and then if basketball don't work out, at least you know you still got a mental strength and tenacity to like achieve that mm -hmm. goal. Like that's that's all I'm on. Yeah. To help kids change their circumstances and look at, at their 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 way of life a little bit different, change their mindset, just in case yeah, their environment sure. don't allow them to. You know what I'm saying? I respect that, bro. And and I'm doing the same thing as Rashid. You know, we both coach and and it's mentoring. I mean, we you know, we've all three of us seen so much, man. We've experienced so much and we know a lot of our kids are not gonna be experienced any of that. I mean, a lot of our kids are not gonna be able to see a pro, talk to even a successful person. You know how our neighborhoods are um constructed. So it's so cool to be able for me, you know, go back and coach, talk to the yeah. kids, give them a mental vision board so they can have a you know so, so they can dream bigger and that's what i love yeah, about it you know you know you want the kids to dream bigger you want them to think outside the box and and, and that's why i love it and, I, and what you just said man it brings chills down to my you know my spine because that's what it's all about man and then, that's what we do that's, that's, that's what it's all about. i got something new that i'm into too i'm not sure if you guys uh are into like the crypto market 
yeah. or like the digital space. But that's pretty much where I'm at to help the kids understand the future through um, virtual reality, digital assets, and gaming. Okay. So I'm into that type of stuff, like for sure, metaverses. And um, what is it? A, a company you got, or or what exactly is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch. It's a bunch of things that I actually I'm working on, but overall, it's really just acknowledging like this new system that's in front of us called blockchain, and, okay. and actually like being ahead for the future, and, and and teaching the kids how to adapt to this new age of finance, you know, mm. and, and and literacy as well. So those are the things that I'm like like bringing together through these metaverses i'm not sure if y'all know what a metaverse is but it's a in between interactive kind of vr website where you can have what you're what you're doing like say we had a a virtual basketball arena and instead of them playing basketball inside of the arena y'all can give basketball tutorials to kids that Put on an Oculus and they can go in there. Uh, that's what you work for. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, mean, I haven't tried one of those yet. Yeah, so I'll put y'all on after this, and then um, it's it's so many ways that everybody can work together through this yeah. digital space. Yeah, for sure. A lot of things for the kids, so the generations after us can really have a foundation to to set their own stuff on and be be a part of the, the whole world too. It's a pretty crazy thing, but. We living in that time right now, so that's that's kind of what I'm into. Yeah. So Stevie, man, we ain't gonna hold you, good brother. We definitely appreciate your time. Well, you know, time is money, and man, you know, <laughs> to me, you are that skater god, good brother. And I appreciate keep that, doing man. what you're doing. You know, Thanks, in them skate parks and across the world, in these hoods for all these kids, right. man. And yeah, definitely a pleasure, I man. I'm gonna link up with y'all too, though, man. I need some. Some signed basketballs, and I'll get y'all some signed skateboards. We'll oh, sure. conversation going. However, I can help the kids that's in y'all situations too. I will. Like I'll send then the high schoolers and you know the, the underprivileged kids. I'll send y'all boards, completes already put together. Oh, uh, that's sweet, man. To the schools and you know take photos and you know give little small lessons and you know what I mean. However, y'all want to spin it. Like we all about oh, man. Yeah, we yeah. definitely, and I really appreciate that, though. my brother, man. So, so yeah. blessings to we'll you, man. Up, hey, man. Straight up. Yeah, for real. Hey, man, come, come back anytime, bro. You're welcome here anytime. Yeah. Your family does now, man. It was This was an honor, man. Really chop it up with you, man, brother. Blessings to your family. Likewise, brother. All right. For sure. Yeah. Peace. Oh, yeah.